tell us, Kathy, what are some of the excuses and, and the reasons you could have given me for not getting this done in 2020? Um, well, I started my journey in uh, 2019, shortly after my mother passed. Um, and I had a very rough time because my mother lived with us the entire last year of her life and mm -hmm. I'm an only child so losing her I had a lot of responsibility and grief all at the same time because I had to clean her house out I had to sell the house I had to do all these different things and um, Margaret actually sent me <laughs> a note in March uh, thank you Margaret and um, said you know are, are you serious about doing this and I said well yes I am but you know it's it's really hard and work was off the charts and I received a couple of new contracts during the time and um, I had to finish closing out my mom's house and signing you know papers over for that and my my parents had lived in their home for uh, probably 30 years so there was a lot of crap that had to be purged and gone through and hmm. um, so I really didn't have the time personally what personal wise or um, professionally wise because it was just too busy at work so if I had I mean I, I did come up with excuses and it wasn't until May after Margaret called me in March and we were like halfway through our class that I realized that you had said, I want you to take the test in June. <laughs> yes. And I, and I panicked um, <laughs> because just like everyone else, that the test is very hard and it is a, it's not only a test of knowledge, but it's a test of perseverance and you have to persevere through life. Um, and, and that's all part of being a good project manager. So I think the preparation that we have and the procrastination that we have moving into an exam like this is, is really true to life and, and true to how um, projects really run because, you know, your pro you have emergencies almost every week on your projects and you have the unknown that's out there that mm -hmm. is kind of like taking the test. So, um, like I like I've always said, and and this is what I told Jeff: work your process. You have chapters in the order of the book. You have tests in order of how they should go. If you work everything in order on your program the way they go, and then once you take your mock exam, your full four-hour mock exam, and you start working on the PMI mock exam, you're you're a shoe in, but like I told Jeff, it's really hard to look at taking the exam because there's so much data there. And the one thing that I told him that I think um, he took um, to heart is you have to do it one chapter at a time, which is why you do your series you know the how you break your series down and do it one thing at a time and that's very important to look at only that one chapter and not look at the whole entire book because the book is um what over 700 pages or something like that so um it's very hard to 
it's very easy to become overwhelmed by that. But if you walk the walk and talk the talk, you'll and drink the Kool-Aid, you'll do fine. Thank you, Kathy. I wanted to put a face to name so our friends, oh. those on YouTube and beyond know who's speaking. So um, I've just beamed up your LinkedIn uh, profile image there with um, the attribution to who's speaking because we have friends of ours who are on the program. So it's funny, those people on the program, on our 40 day program, they listen to me calling your name, people in the class who are in the same group as you. Because a lot of the lessons that you went through, Kathy, they are going through like right now on the 40 day program. So you had every reason not to take the exam. And I mean, I remember your mom was actually instrumental in you signing up for the course. So I remember getting the email and thinking it was her who was going to sign up for the course, but it was actually you, uh, which was was interesting. And um, look at it today. Look, I mean... You got no idea how happy I am that you've done it. It's a massive success story because, I mean, it takes so much effort to clean up house, even after oneself. Talk less your mom's stuff. That in and of itself, and for you to have been able to go through the grieving process, to have gone through that, and then her whole estate taking care of that. My goodness. I mean, you are a champion. You got my full acknowledgement that you are a boss. So... Thank you very much. You had no reason to show up, but you c- continue to. And you, you also mentored Jeff. And I'm hoping that Jeff will be able to show up here and give us some encouragement later on. But, oh, there's Hanan. Oh, my goodness. It's been a while I saw Hanan. I hope you're doing well, Hanan. Good to see you. Uh, we're listening to, to Kathy's Lessons Learned. She's given us some encouragement. So, Kathy, let's put some notes down. What would you say to our friends who have 30 days left, pretty much, what would you say to them? How can they, how can they excel and exceed in this? Any, any pointers? I would take a look at where they are in the process. I would take a look at um, your, you have a section of exams that are a little bit harder. Um, uh, the, the, like the second chapter, uh, or not the second chapter, but the second work module on your program that are just a little bit harder quizzes, make sure and take those and, and, and do not move on until you're making seventies and eighties on those quizzes and then move on to the next chapter. And then once you get to the halfway point, there's a mid mock exam or a midterm exam and then keep on moving forward and then take Phil's mock exam and take it until you know you do well on that. If you don't pass it the first time, it would it's probably good if you go back and take a look at the chapters that you may need improvement on. And once you do that, take the mock exam again, but then the week of your test do not go into the week of your test until you at least pass Phil's mock exam. And then the week of the test, I actually took vacation and I took that PMI mock exam until I was making 95s. And, and Brittany and them told me that same thing. And if you can work your way up to that, then you'll totally be fine. 
but you have to follow Phil's program. It's very important. He's a very good instructor. Um, I also think that if you work through his mainline um, video, you will it will help you realize what is involved in the quality cycle, what is involved in the charter cycle, what is involved in the project management uh, plan cycle. Um, and, and I mean, it, it works you through the 49 different areas that you need to work through. Um, I actually created the Excel file and I think Phil, I sent you that Excel file and please feel free to share that. Um, but I, I had that out on the floor and I worked through that with different colored pencils and I did it frequently until I understood it. And I rewatched, I used your essentials guide, the PM, the PMBOK, as well as rewatched videos of areas that I felt I had weaknesses in. But I did not, I, I had my test scheduled and I worked all the way up until I took your mock that Sunday. And then, like I said, I took vacation and only took the PMI mock exam the week. And that Friday was when I passed. Wow. So Kathy, you were studying quite copiously daily. I mean, what was the trick? Were you blocking off time on your calendar to to, to, to do this. I mean, even till now, I'm still not totally sure how you pulled it off because I know how crazy your, your company is. They're doing all sorts of projects and stuff. How on earth were you able to, to, to dedicate time? And this might help uh, Johanny as well. How, how were you able to do it? Help us understand. Um, you know, it's very easy when we book, when we um, book appointments on our calendar for work, and it, it's very essential. Um, uh, as you know, I'm married to a minister and I, I make sure that, you know, his meals are on the table at night. And just like Sadeh, you know, we have home responsibilities. But after those responsibilities are fulfilled, you must make time to um, go through and review in the evenings. And what I did, I probably spent three hours to four hours in the evening. I probably studied from six to 10 every evening. And then Saturdays, you normally had your longer test on Saturdays. So I did that on Saturdays. And then Sundays, I spent the entire day. So I spent, and this was probably from the end of May and I took my test August 1st. So from the end of May to August 1st, my schedule was three to four hours every evening Saturdays I went to class and then after class I studied and then Sundays I studied after church throughout the evening. So, I mean, I, I probably spent a good 14 hours on the weekends. Um, I did take Sunday evenings off. That was my only time off that I relaxed and watched a movie or, or you know, did something that helped relieve my stress. I exercised um, almost every day and so and then I so I was spending gosh probably 30 hours a week and on top of a full-time job and being a minister's wife so life is crazy 
but it, but it pays off in the end because it's like Sadef said, when she was done, it's such a relief and you go back to normal again. So it's worth the push and the craziness and the insanity to move forward and push forward as hard as you can um, just to get to the end point and, and to pass that test. And that last week you go through all sorts of mental um, exercises of I'm not going to pass <laughs> um, and panic because I, I will never forget. Um, Thursday before my test, you sent me an email and answered a whole lot of my questions. <laughs> and I remember panicking because I thought, I don't even know what he's saying here. I'm not. <laughs> and so I studied all night before the test. Not that it would have made any difference because uh -huh. you really know the information going into it. You mm -hmm. just think you don't. And then yes. that Friday morning, I woke up at 530 and I studied until, um, until 945 because I started my test at 1015. Wow. So, um, and for, for those who don't know, because we got our friends who are from the other class, you took your exam at home, didn't you? I did. Uh-huh, I did. And and I think, in, in reality, I feel that taking the test at home, I actually took it in the spot where I studied. Mm. And I think being in the same zone and looking at the same screen, and, you know, that's where I took my mock exams. That's where I took... Um, my PMI mock exams. That's where I did your class. So it was it was a type of, of comfort to me. As and and I'll and I'll preface this. As long as you have good internet, personally, I feel that's the way to go. And just know that the day of your exam, you know, try to log in 45 minutes to 30 minutes ahead of your test schedule. But to me, the comfort of looking at my own screen and logging in on my own computer um was very helpful to me i think it was a big comfort so yes now jeff took his at a testing center and sadef took hers uh she may have taken hers at home actually i'm not sure if she did that or a testing center. sadef went to the test center after two frustrations she was so fed up no, yeah. not Sadaf. I'm sorry. That was Sonia. I think Sadaf was at home as well. She may have taken it at home because I'm, I mentored her quite a bit as well. Ah, yeah. Probably at home. Yes. But I do, th I do think that taking it at home, um, you, you do have to do a lot of prep work because you have to clean your, your everything off. Your room has to be totally clean, nothing in it. I had to move furniture out of my room because it had books on it. And so... I mean, I had to do a lot of prep work to take it in the room where I took it, but I, I just think it was it was worth it to me. Absolutely, yeah. There's a lot of lessons to learn from from how you did it and what you did, and you're right. I mean, you're used to being in that place in that same zone, that same location. So, without a doubt, it does help some people to get quicker into the thinking zone and the comfort zone when taking the exam for sure um i'm gonna ask our friends who are watching we've got um eight additional folks here kathy who are joining us on on youtube you don't see them but they're here from the 40-day class and like i said 
the very classes we went through that were on Vimeo, those folks are actively, they're actively watching them and actively engaged in them. So I'm going to ask you, my friends who are on YouTube, just look at the live chat box. And if you want to chat in live and ask Cassie a question, please go ahead and do this. She is one of my PMP gurus. I mean, when you talk about the utmost respect for someone who had every reason to have not been certified by now, not only has she gotten certified, despite all odds, despite the bereavement, she has also invited her colleague Jeff to the program, and Jeff is now a PMP. It's ridiculous. I'm looking at the emails here, Kathy, and I'm seeing, my goodness, this was just August. So you 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 told Jeff about the program. He came aboard. You got certified in July. In July, Jeff saw. Was it July, Kathy? It was July. August first. Oh, oh wow, August first. So it's not even that long. So you got certified. And then a few days later, I'm getting this email from Jeff saying, my colleague has been on the program. I want to join. He's joined. And now he's a PMP. And here he is. We're looking to him to come back. But not only have you helped Jeff, you've also helped. You You worked with Sadaf. Who else did you work with on, on their journey? Um, Holly? Um, um, Holly and I actually tried to form a study group. Um, Holly and Brittany passed it before I did. And they mm. supported me. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I, and we have to, you know, you have to pay it forward. Absolutely, absolutely. And here you are, you're still trying to help people. So I appreciate that. So thank you very much for these these great pieces of advice. I want to ask one more question. So obviously you had to be very organized for you to do all of your duties, all of your domestic duties, and then also to be able to study as you did you know how you did and i i know that being in the ministry it's very involved and you know you you really had to be on a regimen how did you pull that off did you use some sort of electronic calendar some sort of device i mean it has to have been more than just feeling i need to go study i mean did did the alarm go off every five o'clock for you to go study i mean how did you get into that routine and repetition maybe this can help someone um I made it a routine and I went and ran. I live near the Virginia Cooper Trail and I went and ran and um, that's a place where I do prayer. And so I have, and I've, and I've sent um, several prayers on to other people about studying and, re, and um, retaining the information. I have ADHD and it's very important to stay organized. And so I just had a, a routine discipline every night that I went and ran. I made sure that we ate and then I went and studied. Mm. And you have to have that discipline and that focus or else you, you won't make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I don't, and I'm not saying that to be negative. I'm saying that to, oh, yeah. um, to, for people to know this is something they need to take very seriously. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to acknowledge a couple of our friends who joined. So Hanan, very glad that you joined and I've sent you a LinkedIn invite and Bosse, I'm very glad that you joined. I hope you're well and I hope you got my emails and it's good to good to see you. So we're listening to our friend Kathy and Kathy's really given us some tactical, practical advice, you know, regarding how we can get this thing under control. And Hanan, it's, it's funny because we were just on our other call and I came across another of our friends, uh, Mercedes, who is an architect as well. <laughs> so 
I, I of course thought about you. So um, good to see you on the call. And I hope your studying is coming along well, uh, both of you. Yeah. So any open-ended questions are welcome. Those of you on YouTube, I want you to go ahead and chat in the live chat. Um, I've got my eye on the live chat. So if you've got any questions for Kathy, ask your question so that she can answer them. Uh, it's 15 minutes past the hour, uh, Kathy. I'm, I I want to I want to hold my breath on on Jeff showing up. He's probably tied up with the boss, which is understandable. But um, are there any random thoughts that you would like to share? Because we have again eight people on on our uh, YouTube call, and we have about seven or eight here on our Zoom. So, any random thoughts you'd like to share about the end of the year target? We we definitely don't want to go to twenty twenty one. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Very good. Thank you for that chat, boss. I see that. Good job. And you can only do what you can do, right? Baby steps. So just keep trying to do what you can do. Let me know if the PMI, uh, when the PMI approve your uh, application. Let me know. Very good. Uh, any questions for Kathy? Questions or concerns from anyone? going once i know everyone's kind of multitasking half work half meeting <laughs> this is angela um phil i just wanted to thank kathy for always being supportive and encouraging um i know i ran across her um lessons learned and she shared you know what she was going through and that you guys had reached out to her um about you know asking if she was still interested and just to hear her overcome all the things that she has, you know, uh, gone through and then still pass the PMP is so encouraging. So, you know, I always go back and listen to that to kind of motivate myself along with some of the videos that you put out about, you know, motivational videos that you put out as well. So I'm going to keep trucking at it and I'm going to pass and I can't wait. I've been dreaming about doing my lessons learned. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing, Angela. You're gonna, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, and yeah, I, you great. know, I think I get so nervous that um, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. And then I realize, well, you do, you really do understand what you're doing, and you really understand this stuff. So I just need to stop second guessing myself and just, you know. If I miss a question or whatever, I miss it, learn, you know, the answer, and then mm-hmm. keep going until I pass, until I get 90 or 95 or whatever on the uh, practice exam. So. Mm-hmm. There you go. You're going to do great, Angela, because you have perseverance. You're going to be fine. Thank you. And if you ever need to, t- to chat or talk about fears or questions or whatever, I'm always available and Phil has my contact information. Um, I'm, I'm more than willing to help you go through. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you, Kathy. Kathy is the best. She Look, she has no reason to continue coming other than to help her colleagues. Just like I remember when she got certified, I asked her, please, I'm going to ask you to come back again and again. And, and she, even without me asking, she does show up to help us and honestly 
I can't tell you how much of a pleasure it is, Kathy. Thank you very much. And Kathy, one of the areas, one of the things I'm going to take you up on is <clears throat> we should have one of our little segments where we, we, we talk about the earned value challenge and how you are able to master it and how you're able to think about it. And maybe we can do that sometime when you're not too busy, hopefully, before sure. the exam changes. Um, yeah. I have over 400 slides of earned value management that wow. I've bought before. <laughs> so um, whatever you want me to do with earned value management, I'm sure I can come up with something. Lovely, for sure, Kathy. We need to plan that in. And I'm sure people are going to benefit from hearing about earned value in a different way, different format. Yes. Okay. Well, I haven't gotten any questions on uh, YouTube, and I don't see any further questions in the chat. So, um, let's see. Yes, thank you for all your comments. Kathy is the best indeed. Thank you very much. Good. Okay. Well, with that, Kathy, as usual, you can expect to get a, a PDU record for, for the, the great help you've rendered. We got about uh, 10 minutes left. And for that 10 minutes, I'm just going to go ahead and say, if you still have questions um, as we go through this, uh, please go ahead and ask them. Go ahead and ask them. And um, for now, I'm going to uh, go into a little reminder about the world of Agile because I know we don't hear it enough and, and some of us don't look at it enough. So I want to give you just a the, the top of the waves and for those on on youtube as well the, the the quick introduction to the world of agile okay so why are we agile why do we think about agile well we think about agile because we need to adapt to change rapidly it's good to have a plan but if your plan needs to change you gotta be thinking about being agile so it's it's not for the strongest right of the of the animals in the kingdom nor for the most intelligent people but it's those who are adaptable to change you look at the extinction extinction of the animals it's really those that are unable to adapt so as humans we need to be agile that's really the mindset and the pmi on page 18 of the agile practice guide they show you where agile is amongst the different methods so you got different methods as you can see to manage projects but in the world of agile as you see there at the bottom we're doing things in frequent small deliveries and we are also repeating them until they're correct it's very important that you've got an idea of how agile is different from the others so we repeat it until it's correct we do frequent smaller deliveries this makes it different from all the other methods none of the other methods has both repeated to correct and frequent smaller deliveries Iterative is a single delivery, even though it's repeated till correct. Incremental is performed once, even though you have frequent smaller deliveries. But Agile has both. And that is what distinguishes Agile from the others. Now, going over to the Agile or Waterfall concept, the reason why we choose to work in an Agile fashion is the nature of the project has requirements that are very far away from certainty. In fact, they fall into this space. And we can see that with the development of this COVID vaccine, it definitely falls more into this region. We didn't even know that thing existed until this year or late last year at best. 
But the companies that have worked on that have done pretty well in going from not knowing about this virus to the point where they're developing software for it, not software, vaccines for it. So developing a vaccine for COVID can be looked at as a very agile concept, a very, very agile concept indeed. But for those of you that work in construction, you find your requirements being close to agreement, close to certainty. You are definitely more in the zone of what we would say is waterfall, but it really is more predictive. So whenever you think of these different concepts, you've got to think about page 18 and you've got to, you've got to be honest and say, do I understand why I cannot do everything predictive? Do I know why I need to be agile? And then you, you need to look at the Stacy complexity model and understand that not every project can be totally agile. In fact, you need to think about projects on this continuum, all right? Some of the projects are going to be closer to certainty and they're going to be predictive, like around here. But that is not to say they couldn't be a little bit agile. They could be somewhere on this continuum. And then you're going to get some projects that are full-blown agile all the way to the right of this continuum. So for your exam, just be ready. Be ready to understand and face the concept of the Agile Manifesto. I talked about this last week. The Agile Manifesto that states individuals and interactions are more important than processes and tools. It's the humans that the project is for. Work in product over comprehensive documentation. Why are we saying work in product is more important? So you could have all the documents in the world, but if your product is not fit for use, if it's not working, if it's not good, what good is that? Customer collaboration is more important over contract negotiation. Negotiating nickel and diamond saying, oh, you need to pay $10 million before we do this. So that needs to happen, but it is not more important than collaborating with the customer to find the best way forward. And responding to change is more important than following the plan. Because as you can see in this time of COVID, Responding to change is key. It's key. A lot of the governors who are like, no, we're not going to do that. They're now like, okay, things are becoming very dire. We need to change. <laughs> you you got to change rather than rigidly following a plan. Yes, we have rights and so on. But a lot of governors have thought, okay, we're going to change. Because if we don't respond to change, more and more people are going to die. It's just that simple. You know, I'm not trying to make it political, but that's just it. Now, on top of this Agile agile Manifesto, we have the principles, okay? For your exam, you need to get into the mindset of Agile. What makes us Agile? Give the customer stuff quick. Early and continuous delivery of valuable product. For example, those of you on the call on, on uh, uh, YouTube, you know that earlier on in class today, we were talking about the mock exams and and while the mock exams it could be dangerous to take some of the mock exams before you're ready at the same time it would be dangerous to not get the mock exams early enough and that's why we made a decision to give folks the mock exams early so that they can get to the mocks early that is early delivery of a valuable product so Instead of saying, oh, we're not going to give the customer everything until we get to the end. No, if you can give the customer a little bit, give them some value early, then do it. Number two, welcome changing requirements, even late in development. Yes, because if those requirements need to change as a result of what's happening in the company or even in the world, you need to. You cannot just blindly follow the plan and say, oh, we need to do everything that was listed out. No, 
Agile moves away from that. Now, there are some projects where you absolutely have to do everything. Like if you're building a, a massive structure, you're not going to say, okay, we can do away with the second floor and let's do the 50th floor. No. So that is why those types of projects are not agile. That's why they're more plan-driven. But there's some projects that can be agile, and we need to think about changing requirements even late in development. Number three, deliver working product. Remember, working product, that's the measure of success. So working product, we want to deliver it frequently, ASAP. What can we give to our client? What can we give to our patient today that will help our patient survive? It's not the vaccine, but what can we give to our patient right now? That needs to be the thinking. Business people and developers must work together daily throughout the project. So for those of you that might have forgotten in the world of Scrum how things are done, I want to remind you that in the world of Scrum, you are meeting daily. Let me give you a quick reminder of how and where you're meeting daily. Now, I have shown you the Scrum image in the past, how Scrum works and the mindset that you need to be in, in Scrum taking a look at that one of the things that you got to do daily is this daily scrum so we meet daily that's what they're talking about we meet daily we meet continuously it's a risk management mechanism it's a schedule mechanism it's an accountability mechanism so in in the world of scrum we have the 24 hour daily stand-up that we do and that is underscored when you think about the principles the principles so Business people and developers must work together daily throughout the project. We must also remember our team has to be motivated for them to do a good job. If our team members are not motivated, they don't have the right environment, they're not going to get it done to the best of their ability. So we need to get the environment right, and then we need to trust our team. Number six, the most efficient and effective method of conveying information to and within a development team is face-to-face. Now, I know we don't have the luxury of doing that during COVID, but nonetheless, where possible, turn on that camera because you're missing, what, 55% of the communication. Remember, body language, body language is 55. So you want to make sure you have as much of that as possible. Number seven, work in product is the primary measure of progress. I talked about this earlier. Makes sense. No work in product. Forget it. Number eight, agile processes promote sustainable development. So what do we mean by this? We're talking about having a consistent pace and we want to maintain that consistent pace indefinitely. And how do we know if we're proceeding at a consistent pace? Well, the answer is you can look at your burn up charts or burn down charts. These are mentioned in the PMBOK guide. So it shows the estimated work remaining, but we can also take an account of how many points we've covered over the past number of days and from that we can now actually compute what our velocity is so whether you use a burn up chart or you use a burn down chart what i want to keep your eyes on is the fact that we can actually measure certain things in agile and one of the things that we can measure one of the metrics we can measure our velocity and that's really why we use the burn down charts the burn up charts we want, to, we want insights into how much work we're getting done within a sprint. So when you take a look at many of these principles, they actually map back to tangible things that we do in the world of Agile. 
Let's uh, finish these really quick. So continuous attention to technical excellence and good design enhances agility. That is a no-brainer. For this reason, a lot of people think Agile is just for IT companies. No, it's not. We can also talk about design even when we're talking about hardware. Number 10, simplicity. The art of maximizing the amount of work not done is essential. So I'll give you a, a practical example of this. I seek to maximize the amount of work that you do not have to do. And that is why I created the PMBOK Guide Mainline video. The mainline cuts out the work that you would have had to do. It maximizes the work that you do not have to do. And that is how we need to think on our projects. How can we, how can we, do, how can we present this deliverable such that we don't have to do all this work to get to success on our project? The less work, the better right? You still want a great result, but you don't want to do all that work if you don't have to. Number 11, the best architectures, requirements, and designs emerge from self-organizing teams. If nothing else, I want you to remember that Agile is based on the self-organizing team uh, mantra. This is very different from what is all throughout the PMBOK guide about um, acquire team. <laughs> acquire team, develop team, manage team. No, 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 no. In the world of Agile, the team is not acquired by the project manager. In fact, the project manager does not lord it over anyone on the team and does not acquire the team. The project manager is more like an enabler, a facilitator, a servant leader, if you will. So when we talk about self-organizing teams, it works very differently. These teams organize themselves and they are responsible for the success of the project, okay? More on that later. You're going to hear from Roy, those of you that haven't, those of you who have, this is probably just reminding you of stuff you've already watched. Uh, number 12, at regular intervals, the team reflects on how to become more effective, then tunes and adjusts its behavior accordingly. So what are we talking about here? What we're talking about here is the retrospective, the retrospective. And in the retrospective, we use the term Agile Vegas, because whatever happens in Vegas needs to stay there. In other words, during the retrospective, you're not looking to play the blame game. You're not looking to document, oh, Phil made a, such a stupid mistake here. Uh, let's make sure he never does it again. No, 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 no. What happens in the retrospective right here, the retrospective ceremony? In the retrospective ceremony, we want to close it off to the public. We want to close it off to even sometimes management because we want people to be free to air their views and to talk honestly about what exactly happened and it's not a blame game. It's not to document blame. Very rarely does anything get out of this retrospective ceremony that is not uh, putting the team in good light. So whatever would put team members in bad light, nope. That is not our mindset. We really want to focus on the team understanding and internalizing how to do better. All right. And that's pretty much, that's pretty much the summary of the story, my friends. So for your exam, you're going to have agile questions, but I hope that going through a little bit of Scrum um, has helped you uh, recall some of the things to focus on. All right. Okay. Well, we've gone three minutes over. I want to say a big thank you to you. Uh, thank you to Kathy for, for dropping all this gold for us. And um, next week, I look forward to seeing you and seeing some progress. All right. Seeing some progress. If you need me to look over your application form, uh, you need to send me a PDF version of it. I'll look over it. But do you have any questions before we, we jump off here? Any questions? Final concerns? Anyone? What about our YouTube friends? Any questions? 
going once. Hey, Phil. Hello. This is Angela. Quick hey, Angela. Can I use LMS on my iPad? No. So on your uh, iPad, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit bit finicky, and for that, I would recommend going using the. Um, you know what? Send me an email. I we need to talk about that. We need to okay. talk. About, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a solution to that because on your iPad it will be finicky. Yeah. But there is a solution that I'm going to get to you. So those of you, so Angela and I think Amanda and Hanan, maybe even, so So remind me, chat into me if you have watched the Vimeo videos. So I, I know oh, Angela, you may not have, you may not have watched them. We just don't want to bombard you with, with content. I don't think you've watched the Vimeo videos. Um, few of them I have. Oh, have you? Yeah. You have access to them? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I did not know that. What about Amanda? Do you have access to that? To the Vimeo? So you log on to Vimeo and you watch the videos? Because all of our 40-day friends, they already they have those videos to watch. But I, some of you may not. What about Johanny? Have you got that? Oh, Johanny, you probably have to chat into the chat box. For, for those of you that have not, I think Bosset does. Hanan, I'm not sure if you do. Do you have access to it? Let me go to the chats and see. I know some of you don't. and I, I need to get you. Oh, you've watched some of them? Oh, Johanny does. I know Bosset does good. So Hanan, I need to get you on that. So, yeah, please remind me. Hanan says, do you think that the okay. test in December will include more agile? Qu I think so, Hanan. Um, actually, a backstory before December, a lot of people had been crying about up to 20, 25 agile questions. So, yeah, so keep that in mind. Yeah. So, Bossa, no problem about that. Yeah, it, it's meant to be for, I believe it's, it was meant to be for till January 2nd. But we'll get you refreshed. Like I told you, and let me just say this publicly so that it's not just Bosse, it's everyone. For those of you that need to get this done in 2020, if for one reason or another you are not able to, both those of you on YouTube, those of you here, you got to remember we got you covered, okay? I know it may not be possible for everyone, but we're not looking to take more funds no that's not never been our mo our mo is just to keep you accountable and keep you on the straight and narrow so for for anyone who's unable to get this done that's okay we'll support you we're not looking to get any more funds at this point because we know you've invested heavily in your success so all we're going to do is our job to get you to the finish line if it, if it means going into 2021 i would hate for it to because i know the exams are different beast but if that's the case we still got you covered, okay? Both of our 40-day friends, our friends who are on the other uh, parallel system, that's fine. We'll get you there, so don't worry. If you've run out of access, just send an email and say, uh, it looks like my whatever is going to run out. We'll take care of you, all right? At this point, I just need you to get certified, and then I need you to come back as a visiting prof <laughs> to give to give your lessons learned. That's what we're looking for, all right? So be rest assured. We're not like those companies that's looking for, for you know, like Shylock looking for his pound of flesh. That's not our ammo. 
And that's why I told people, come on this system now, because you're sure 2021, we still got you covered. All right. So uh, please let us know. So the, the Vimeo videos are those that are in the 40 days. So Hanan, a lot of what you're going to see in Vimeo, that is what my 40 day students are watching. And some of the people who are in that class are here on this call, including Kathy. So my 40 day students, they probably heard me mention Kathy's name a number of times uh, and other people who are on that, uh, that those uh, sessions. Okay. The Vimeo is very important because I think that um, you break it down in a way that is in small enough chunks. And um, I think it's very important for the people that are watching to have access to that. Um, and if there's people watching that are not part of your program, they, they, they need to start drinking the Kool-Aid. Absolutely. Yeah. So all the 40 day people, um, in fact, Kathy, that is their curriculum for the 40 days. They, they're going through every session. And I, I began to realize that, my goodness, we, we have just too many successes from that series that I made it the main series. And going through, I mean, to be honest, I've gone through it, listened to it myself. And I'm like, wow, this is a lot more interactive and a lot more fun. So Hanan, don't worry, we've got you covered. There's no need to panic. <laughs> we got you covered. And, and Bossa, there's no need to panic we will get you access to the point of readiness. But I, I really want everyone to focus on 2020. Let me let me tell you one more time. PMI, they're going crazy. You're doing all sorts of nonsense. And 2021 is going to be very difficult for people. Very difficult. They're bringing in some new agile stuff. They're bringing it. They, they've acquired some agile company. They're going to change flavorings on the exam. Take it from me. And the craziness of the seventh edition looming in the background. You don't want to do 2021. Trust me on this one. I'm your friend. I'm trying to help you. Let's kill well, it. I will say, um, and I will say that I agree with you. I just, uh, I had a two day training session not long ago with um, Southwestern Virginia um, PMI and they were discussing how difficult and different that the test in 2021 would be so for everybody listening it is very important that you take your test in 2020 and what Phil is saying is very accurate absolutely thank you Kathy thank you yeah I know PMI did and they're trying to push their agenda they got some some agenda they're gonna so so right now we are registered education providers of the PMI. The PMI has changed the program to um, make people become um, authorized training providers. Um, we looked at the program. We did not agree that we needed to be, you know, have it lauded over us for PMI to teach me how to train PMP. I'm like, I don't want to be in a bottle. I don't want to be in a box. You can't train me how to teach project management. I've got more experience than a lot of the people writing the questions. So why would I want to go through your training and being a, you know, I need to be able to teach my students the way I see fit. So I decided our company will not be part of the ATP program. We will not be REPs because the program ends in December, but you can be as sure as ever, I am going to be around helping people in a pragmatic, practical way, not going through some funny manual that the PMI came out with, which by the way, it's riddled with errors. We've already found tons of errors in, in, in their new, because they're coming out with a new manual in 2021. You see the craziness I'm talking about? 
So they've got a new manual and then it's going to be people process, but it's horrendous. Please don't catch yourself having to do 2021. If it works such that you have to, I've got you covered. We already have a course totally different developed for the new exam. We got done with our course like 11 months ago. We're that ahead of the curve. But with that said, my friends, their craziness is is becoming so cumbersome. I And a lot of their values that they preach about in, in, in the uh, ethics, code of ethics, they're not upholding them. They're money conscious. They're focused on profits. Instead of people, I ain't doing it. So that's why there are many things I don't say in our regular class, but I'll, I'll feel free to say here because you folks have been on the journey long enough. Don't get caught in 2021, please. <laughs> please do not get caught without your PMP on December 31st because it it is crazy. They're going to be asking they're going to be asking for money like what? Like they're going to be asking for a chunk of change from people. Now I, I and what I'm sharing is not secret. I will come on you you know me, I, I keep it unfiltered. I will come on YouTube and say these things and and challenge the PMI to their face, but they're going to be looking for um they're going to be looking for people to pay fees so for each of you that are going through this process pmi would be looking for me to pay you pay for you pay them for you <laughs> so pmi would be looking for me to pay i think for example a bunch of dollars on each person who is being trained all of these things are draconian they're dictatorship and they're restrictive and that's why we will not be part of the program but you can be sure as ever we are going to be adding value to people like never before so um all of that to say run (laughs) towards 2020 you know don't get caught in 2021 i hope this has given you enough insights okay all right my friends rather colorful session today i wish you all the best and i look forward to seeing you next week take care au revoir thank you kathy appreciate you and uh, we'll get that pdu set over to you as well thanks phil thank you have a good day thank you bye everyone